a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I was caught off guard this morning by uh, a press release which made its way across my desk put out by the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce, Utah's business leader. Because the, the call from the Salt Lake Chamber is now that at the state level a requirement be put in place to wear a face mask in public places when social distancing is not feasible. I know, for the most part on today's, on today's episode, we have avoided, we have avoided <laughs> any discussion of face masks. Yeah, we pulled it off. Uh, we've been on the air together here, what, over two hours? This is the first time I'm mentioning a mask? Yeah, that's pretty good. But, you know, we got to talk about it. The Salt Lake Chamber is now advocating requirements to be put in place, specifically uh, calling upon state leaders to update health guidelines to combat the coronavirus. They want those guidelines to include the requirement to wear a face mask in public places when social distancing is not feasible. I want to read to you a rather lengthy statement put out by the chamber that presents exactly their argument, and then I'll share with you a number of the names of the businesses. There are dozens of businesses here which have signed their name uh, to this letter, to this plea, spearheaded by the Salt Lake Chamber. It's interesting. For, For context, remember that the Salt Lake Chamber is interested in the economic health and viability of the community of uh, Salt Lake and in their relationships with other uh, chambers of commerce. They try to bring about uh, a situation that is conducive to uh, business success. Yeah, that's their main objective. And so why is it that now, you have to ask yourself this, why is it that the chamber is, is dipping its toe into health guidelines? Well, because one of the things that we have learned as we have decided to uh, combat the coronavirus in the ways that we have decided to combat it is that right now, right now across this country, across the state certainly, and across the globe, that health, that our, our physical health, and our economic health are two realms right now which are inextricably linked. And that until we get some sort of handle on this coronavirus, vaccine would be nice, we've got a ways to go before we get there, you will start to see uh, the business community start trying to advocate for uh, specific methods to mitigate the spread of this disease. Why is that? Well, uh, because we want businesses up and running again. We want businesses to thrive. I'll read to you a portion of the plea. It says, as businesses, as business and community leaders, we express our heightened concern over increasing COVID-19 infection rates and decreasing hospital treatment capacity. We are equally concerned with the potential impacts to the state's emerging economic recovery. 
public health and economic health are inseparably connected, not competing alternatives, and both are required to sustain healthy and economically viable families, businesses, and communities. Again, I'm reading from a statement which was put out by the Salt Lake Chamber and signed by dozens of companies throughout the state of Utah. I'll tell you that I agree with this portion right here. I uh, believe wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, that public health and economic health right now are inseparably connected. And you and I know that. But specifically, that they are not competing alternatives. You, There is not a, a health camp and a money camp, all right? Seeking health in these two realms is not, uh, they're not two mutually, mutually exclusive endeavors, but rather two objectives and goals that we can move towards in tandem. The statement continues, we recognize the business community has a role in achieving this balance between the health and economic imperatives. To that end, the Salt Lake Chamber, along with local chambers and industry associations, launched the statewide Stay Safe to Stay Open campaign to promote the wearing of face masks in business environments, as well as to support businesses in following the health and safety guidelines set forth by the Utah Department of Health. We've spoken to the, the chairman of the, the president, CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber here on this program. And he described to us in great detail the Stay Safe to Stay Open campaign. Now that is focused entirely on the goings-on within the confines of businesses throughout the state. What goes on behind their doors, within their doors, and on their properties. Now the coronavirus doesn't care about any of that. You got that? Uh, the statement continues. Uh, the Salt Lake Chamber says, We believe in particular circumstances that private sector efforts must be coupled with reasonable government regulations. Now, this is the crux of it all, especially for the purpose of protecting personal health and the rights of others. We see this every day in commerce, such as not smoking in restaurants, using seatbelts in cars, and wearing hard hats in construction areas. And... It is in that spirit that we call upon state leaders to update health guidelines for the yellow, orange, and red risk levels to include the requirement to wear a mask in public places when social distancing is not feasible. The statement continues, but this paragraph here, this is the crux, and so I want you to pay attention to announcements out of the governor's office over the next few days, maybe weeks, but pay close attention this week. We'll certainly bring you any update to the health guidelines handed down by the state. But when the Salt Lake Chamber, along with these dozens and dozens of companies, including the City Creek Center, Dominion Energy, the Downtown Alliance, the Draper Area Chamber of Commerce, Goldman Sachs, Hale Center Theater, Ivory Homes, the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies, Mark Miller Toyota, PepsiCo, Roland Hall, the South Valley Chamber, Smith's Food and Drugs, the Thanksgiving Point Institute, Tracy Aviary, United Way, University of Utah, Utah Clean Energy, Utah Cultural Alliance, Westminster College, 
YMCA of Utah and Zions Bank and the World Trade Center of Utah, to name a very few. I was selective there. I'm drawing from a long, long list, every one of those representing a company that would like to see the governor change the guidelines and require the wearing of a mask in public places where social distancing is not feasible. I wish we weren't to this point, but we may be at this point. What do you think? In the next segment, I'm going to share with you the, some, some comments from governor, governors around the country which call on personal responsibility as the driving force behind what will lead us to some semblance of the new normal. Do we have it in us to exercise our personal responsibility in a way that will bring about not only economic health but also public health? I thought I knew. I'm unsure now. I do know that I enjoy freedom, that this is a challenge to that freedom. We're going to continue this conversation. We're going to speak specifically about personal responsibility. That's coming up in the final segment of today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Final segment of today's program. I uh, did you. <laughs> Sorry, can you hear Baby Piper out there? Yeah, she's she's learning uh, like vocal cords. Uh, she's learning about singing and such like that. She doesn't quite have any words worked out yet. Although I like to uh, pretend that she can say "dada," but that may just be some uh, some noises she's throwing out. Anyway, uh, she's working on her singing. The next room over. So if you hear her, don't mind her. Uh, it's beautiful, beautiful songs, at least to my ears, uh, hopefully to yours as well, if you remember what it was like when your first little baby was uh, first learning to talk and squawk. And <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying myself quite a bit. Anyway, in this final segment, I want to talk to you about uh, personal responsibility. It is not just a concept here in Utah that has been uh, shared by Governor Herbert, but it is also an attitude which is being uh, shared by governors throughout the country. Now, what am I talking about? Personal responsibility. You and I are in circumstances now where we have access to certain information. Certain information which has been studied and analyzed and distilled down and compiled by health and medical experts. And what we do with that information falls upon us and it is our personal responsibility to do what is right for ourselves, for our families, and for our communities. And the hopes are that knowing the realities that are swirling around us in this new coronavirus era, that we will exercise our personal responsibility in such a way that we will together, without the mandates of the government, bring about a suppression of this coronavirus and ultimately hold it at bay until we're able to have a vaccine, a successful and satisfactory and effective vaccine developed, manufactured and distributed so that we can go back to some semblance of normalcy. So uh, let me share with you some of the words spoken by not only our governor here in Utah, but governors around the country, and then we're going to have a chat about personal responsibility. Here is Governor Gary Herbert just two weeks ago uh, when he asked Utahns to take personal stock of how they're doing and following health guidelines. I'd hope that we would all take a look at the data that we see today. I think there is some reason to be alarmed. 
uh, and take stock in our own behavior and say, what can I do to make it better? Am I wearing a mask? Am I doing the protocols that we've talked about that we all can probably recite in our sleep of washing our hands, social distancing, and wearing a mask? If you find out you have room for improvement, please make a commitment today to do better. Two things. Please remember that when all is said and done, that we here in the state of Utah have arrived at the position we have arrived now without any statewide lockdown or statewide mandates that have been so common in the majority of states elsewhere in this country. You and I have retained uh, our freedoms and liberties for the most part to move around and do uh, and live our lives the way we will while also combating the coronavirus. We've been able to maintain uh, more liberty than uh, our neighbors around this country. But right now we are at an inflection point of sorts Uh, You heard what the governor had to say right there about personal responsibility and how you and I are doing to comply with guidelines. Guidelines, not mandates, but guidelines and suggestions in science. Well, things have been ratcheted up a little bit. The Salt Lake Chamber is no small organization, and the individuals involved in the Salt Lake Chamber, they have the ear of the governor. The governor's office and the chamber and those who uh, make up the team which uh, support the chamber, they, they understand the pressures the governor is feeling. They understand and have in large part been involved in the recommendations which have led us to this point. And it's the Salt Lake Chamber, in concert with other chambers of commerce throughout the state, as well as dozens if not hundreds of Utah businesses, are now calling on the governor to alter the requirements, requirements, the mandates that inform the various color-coded levels of risk. If we are to move into a new era in our battle against the coronavirus, one that follows the recommendation now of the Salt Lake Chamber, we would see the guidelines for the yellow, orange, and red risk levels change to require the wearing of a mask in public places when social distancing is not feasible. Now, let me, before I I make my grand point here, share with you some of the thoughts of other governors. Tennessee's Governor Bill Lee had this to say recently on personal responsibility. Don't put our state two steps backward by refusing to wear a mask or refusing to social distance or refusing to pay attention to something as simple as washing your hands. He is requesting, not mandating, the help of the people of Tennessee, similar to what our governor is doing right now. Alabama, similarly, Governor uh, Kay Ivey on Tuesday uh, spoke on personal responsibility while discussing how a lockdown extending for months just isn't sustainable. You shouldn't have to order somebody to do what is just in your own best interest and that of the folks that you care about, your family, friends, and neighbors. And lastly, from Louisiana, Democratic Governor John Del Edwards in March had this to say on personal responsibility. And I've been saying this for some time now, and I know a lot of people are probably getting tired of me saying it, but it remains our number one priority, and this is where we're calling upon every individual in the state of Louisiana. It is critical that we do our part immediately. You can't fix what you didn't do yesterday or the day before, but starting right now and going forward, everyone has to do their part to reduce this 
spread of this particular virus. Uh, everyone has a role to play, and I mean everyone. Now, while those words were uttered by a Democrat, and they were uttered way back in March, they remain true and applicable to our experience here in Utah today. It may be too late now that the Salt Lake Chamber has made this recommendation, but what we do know is that we can control what we do today. And the science tells us that if we wear a mask, that we can slow the spread of this virus. And we can protect ourselves and our loved ones uh, from the ravages that could befall us should we contract this virus. Right now, we can do so at will. We can do so through our own free will and accord. We might be able to keep it that way if we take up the practice. If not, we may be looking at new mandates from the governor's office. I'm committed to wearing a mask. I hope you are as well.